Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast. I'm Dominique. I'm Ryan. And I'm Janice. We're just three mamas who love God. We're not perfect, and we mess up a lot. But we have been called to a mighty work, motherhood. We're on this journey with you. Yes, it gets messy. There are days you might cry, but we're here to remind you, you are not alone. We're in this together. Faith Mamas is a place where we can connect, laugh, and even cry together. It's a beautiful community. Motherhood brought us together. Christ holds us together. Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast. This podcast has been made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. Become a Faith Mama sponsor and join us in spreading the message of hope, healing, and deliverance to moms across the world by visiting www.faithmamas.com sponsor. Hello, Faith Mamas, and welcome back to another episode of the Faith Mamas podcast. We're so excited that you tuned in, and we have a great show for you today that we're super excited to dig into. Uh, We have a very special guest, Jennifer Foxworthy, who um, will be introduced a little bit later on in the show. But right now, I'm going to kick it over to my sister, Janice, and she's going to give us a little bit information about the Bible Study Toolkit. Thank you so much, Ryan. All right, mamas, I don't know if you've seen it in our group or maybe this is the first time that you've actually tuned into a podcast, but we are so excited because we have started the year off reading the Bible. Um, God has truly called us as mamas to dig into the word because it's a place where uh, we get to know more intimately about him and we get to know what he has promised for us. So we are so excited because we actually just finished our first three-week of a toolkit we were talking about the promise and now on february the 4th we are about to kick off the next bible study toolkit topic which is surrender i know take a deep breath it scares me but it's going to be awesome and we definitely want you to join us um if you're one who is been intimidated by the bible and not sure where to start the Bible Toolkit is a great way for you to really dig into the Word of God. You have the support of the community. Um, you have a wonderful outline and questions and, and journaling, and it just makes it all simple to walk through the Word. And I guarantee once you go through the first toolkit, your first time, you'll never be the same because God's Word is just amazing. It renews us. It refreshes us. So I'm going to stop there because I know you're already on the edge of your seat and excited. And if you hang on to listen to the end of this podcast, we're going to tell you how to get this month's toolkit. All right? excited about it. So since I've got them on the edge of their seat about the toolkit, Dominique, why don't we go ahead and get going with the podcast? Yes. Let me just say first, I love y'all. Y'all may not know this listening to the podcast, but they did that like completely unscripted, just really being real and transparent. And it was awesome. I love I love my co-host that I get to co-host with Jernice and Ryan. It's the best thing ever. And Today, we have a very, very, very special guest. And if you have never heard her speak, if you have never read a book by her, then you're missing out. But don't worry, you're not going to miss out too much longer because she is here with us. And her name is Jennifer Foxworthy. So I just want to tell you a little bit about her. But before I do, I just want to say hello, Jennifer. Thank you so much for being here. Hello, beautiful ladies, my dear sister queen. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you. Oh, man, I'm so excited about this podcast, and I can't wait. Um, like Jeremy said, 
I know you're sitting on the edge of your seats listening. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat as well. Um, so let me go ahead and tell you a little bit about Jennifer Foxworthy. Other than the fact that I stalk her on social media, and I think she's amazing, um, I want to tell you some, some awesome things about her. So she's a mom, and she's also served our country proudly for 21, uh, over 21 years. She is a retired U.S. Navy veteran who is pursuing her second career as the founder and CEO of Inspirationally Speaking LLC and the founding president and CEO of Unstoppable You Ministries Incorporated. Jennifer continues to be of service to others through her purpose and passion as an award-winning motivational speaker internationally published author of Tomorrow My Sunshine Will Come, Memoirs of Women Who Survived Domestic Violence, event organizer and host of Unstoppable You Conference, television show host of Living Unshackled on Purpose, corporate trainer, as well as prolific blogger of Gumbo. I am so excited. And did I mention she's a mom? I think I mentioned that. So all of that, she's a wife, she's a mom. She is amazing. And today we have the great opportunity um, to hear her teach on the three keys to living in abundance. And she's going to use biblical scripture to provide a life-changing perspective to help us recognize our potential, understand our vision, and boldly pursue our purpose. Whew. If that doesn't get you excited, man, you better check your pulse. I'm excited. Through sharing her personal testimonies, the audience will gain the tools necessary to weather the storm, redirect our efforts to achieve the life that we desire while creating a legacy that we can be proud of. Jennifer, we are so glad you're here. I'm not even going to keep talking. I know people are like, okay, now let's get to it. So I'm going to just throw it to you and just ask you to take it away. We are so excited to learn from you. Thank you, Dominique, and you ladies. Thank you for that amazing introduction. I want to get right into this teaching. Um, I truly believe it's an honor, and I'm humbled to be on the Face Mama podcast. You ladies are doing some phenomenal things, so I'm just as excited. This is about the three phases to living in abundance. Ultimately, it's going to encourage the mom who maybe has given up hope or hasn't recognized the gifts and talents that God has blessed her with to eventually walk in her purpose. And walking in that purpose is going to create a lasting and an unstoppable legacy. So the phases of Living in abundance, phase one is recognizing your potential. We'll go over that briefly. Phase two is understanding your vision. And phase three, living in your purpose. Phase one, and I consider that nurturing the seed. And that's how we recognize our potential. And the scripture that I want to bring forth is Matthew chapter 13, verse 23. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. So why this phase one is so important? Again, God has gifted us with amazing skills, unique talents, and we have to recognize that. 
and you have a person has to be in a position where they're surrounded by like-minded people who can water them. And it starts as a child. We need to encourage our children that, baby, I believe in you. Baby, I know you can do it. Instead of the opposite, you're just like your father. You're no good. So there's death and life in the tongue. And that's how we nurture the seed is by giving it life. And it may be where you plant that seed in different type of soil. Maybe that's changing the neighborhood that you live in, changing the atmosphere of the people that you hang around. I truly believe that if you are the only person in your circle that's doing inspiring, you need to get a new group of friends. So how can those friends who are not uplifting you and encouraging you and building you up nurture you and pour into you if the word is not falling on them and it's falling on deaf ears. So, again, recognizing your potential, that we have the potential to do great and amazing things. And especially if we have the Lord Jesus Christ dwelling within us, we know that we can do exceedingly and abundant above all things. But we're weak, he's strong. So phase two, understanding your vision. That's meaning no, not having any doubt and not having any regret. Because so many times the devil is, he's coming at us fast and hard with his fiery dart. And that's why it's so important to put on the whole armor of God. And that's why I have to start out with the phase one. When you recognize your potential, then you know I am the Lord's child. I know who I am and whose I am. And he has destined me for great and amazing things. And that any weapon formed against me shall not prosper. So that means when the devil is trying to plant send that dart of doubt, thinking that, you know, to have me believe the lie that I'm not good enough, that I'm not worthy. That's when we have to use that sword, God's word, to say, devil, you're a liar. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I know that I am fearfully and wonderfully made because God said so. And if he said so, I have to believe it. So the scripture for phase two, understanding your vision, is James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. So when you hold on to that scripture knowing that I serve a God, that I have a direct communication because I'm praying and I'm surrounding myself by like-minded people who are able to pour into me, pour out and into me, and they want my best, and I want my best, that I shouldn't have any doubt. And as long as I'm trying and being obedient, there should be no regret. There's a quote that I use for my presentation 
is um, by an anonymous person. But obstacles can't stop you. Problems can't stop you. Most of all, other people can't stop you. The only one who stops you is yourself. So, again, this is going in order. I recognize my potential. I know that I can do great and amazing things. And despite what the enemy is trying to do by his deception, I should have no doubts. I should have no regrets. Because we're going to come across paths of people who don't believe in us. But it's not about what they believe. It's about what we believe deep inside. So that's why we have to start from the very beginning and know that we are conquerors. We are already victorious. Phase three is living your purpose. That's that sweat equity. And the scripture for that phase is Proverbs chapter 21, verse 5. The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. There are over 7 billion people in this world, and many of them talk about, I want to be a singer, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a rapper, I want to be a, a nurse. But only 25% of that 7 billion are actually getting up off of the couch and putting in the sweat equity to go after their dreams. So when we think of that as a pie, and I'm a big girl doing big things, I love pie, that means that there is over 75% of that pie that is untapped is not being eaten because only 25% are the go-getters putting that sweat equity in. And if that is the case, that means I don't need to be jealous. I don't need to be envious. I don't need to compare myself to other people. And I've been there where I do those things, and then I have to praise God for the Holy Spirit conviction and say, wait a minute, Jennifer. You know where what God is wanting from you. You know what skills you have. Don't be envious or jealous or try to compare because you don't know what that other person went through to get what they have right now. So put in your own sweat equity. Believe in your own self. And that way we all can have a part of that pie because 75% of those 7 billion people, they're in their comfort zone. And when you're in a comfort zone, you can't walk boldly in your purpose. So that's why I stress these three phases of living in abundance is nurturing the seed, which is recognizing your potential, no doubts, no regrets, understanding your vision. I know where I'm going I know that I am going to walk this path. I'm going to walk it out. I'm, a, I'm in my race. I'm going to stay in my lane. And I'm going to work it out. I have that vision. And then I'm going to put in that work because I'm creating a legacy. I'm writing the blueprint to hand down to my children and their children. 
So I want them to walk on that path that I'm creating. But if they see mom off balance where I don't get my annual checkup, where I'm not in God's word or attending church, if I'm not surrounding myself with positive people, if I'm not saving and planning for a rainy day, I'm off balance. So when I tell my child, you need to eat healthy or you need to do this or you need to do that, that child is going to go by example. If I'm not eating healthy, if all I'm eating is chips and soda and everything else, they're like, well, Mom, you're not. So all of these things, these three phases, is ultimately to create a lay, an unstoppable legacy. We have to do right by our children, and it starts with us. So wrapping things up, living in abundance means, means having faith. Having faith, God is supplying all our needs, that there's no need to be greedy and selfish, that we tackle problems with confidence, determination, and resilience, that our foundation is unshakable. And we have to have a sense of being and a self-awareness. When we do all this, we recognize our potential, our vision is understood, and our God-given purpose is lived. We are able to live in abundance. And if we're living in abundance, then everyone around us can benefit from that. That's us personally, our children, our families. It's like throwing a pebble in a pond and creating those ripples. And that's what I want to encourage your listeners to be, to be light, to be that pebble and create a great impact like a pebble being thrown in the pond, creating ripples. Ah, uh, that was amazing. And I'm so excited that um, the Faith Mamas and the community, the Faith Mamas that listen to the podcast and all over the world are able to hear this message because it is so timely, and I believe it's going to impact so many lives. And I personally have so many questions. I don't know about you guys, um, but I know that I do. And I just want to throw one question your direction, which is you talked about, uh, you talked a lot about faith and works, which I love because in James talks about faith without works is dead. And you talked a lot about getting up, putting in that sweat equity, um, getting up and doing it. And I think a lot of times we can get so caught in just watching or thinking or, you know, oh, maybe this or maybe that, that we never actually get up and do it. Um, but it does require, like you said, getting out of our comfort zone. So that's my question to you is how do you manage your emotions in order to step out of your comfort zone? Like what does that really look like? I think we have to challenge ourselves. So many times we can get caught up in depression or uh, denial. You know, we don't want to believe that we're struggling or going through something. And we are going to have bad days. But it's a, if, if you're in a depression and it lasts more than two weeks, then I encourage the, person, the individual to seek counseling or therapy. 
And then also um, many of the things that keep us in our comfort zone stem from our childhood. Maybe we had a dysfunctional uh, family environment. Maybe we were in a neighborhood that did not nurture our seed, and everyone around us were pretty much prostitutes and pimps and drug dealers and, and, or drug addicts. Maybe our family were, was alcohol, gambling, just addictions, uh, domestic violence. And so as we grow older and if we, those things are not processed, we come to believe the generational curse that this is the path that I'm supposed to be on. And then we begin to feel guilty that I feel are urging that there's more to life than being in this comfort zone. But if I step out, people are not going to like me or I'm going to mm-hmm. fail or I'm going, you know, all these different things. And so we just have to put it in our mind. And that's why being in God's word, yes, I went through this in, in my life early but I can rewrite the chapter. And I love mm. contrasting although and but. So, you know, for any faith moms that are English and grammar teachers and stuff like that, that although and but. Yes, I was mm. in a, an abusive relationship, but God. Or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm victorious now. I'm a thriver now. It contrasts. I was this in my past, but I'm this now. And that should help people draw out of their comfort zone, that there is so much more. And God is, God is tugging at us, and we just have to be obedient. Mm, that's so good. That is so good. It's like, it's like you literally, in your childhood, like you were saying, can have so many lies living inside of you, so many things that the the devil has told you or lies that you've just heard about yourself, and utilizing scripture and and really, like you said, surrounding yourself with people um, that are encouraging and uplifting can counteract those lies. And and sometimes we have to be intentional about it, and we actually have to verbally counteract those lies um, with the although and but statements. That is so awesome. Ooh, I know I have a ton of questions, but I'm going to throw it over to Janice and Ryan to see what questions they have. It was really great, and, and the lesson that you gave us uh, today, and, you know, as I was, like, kind of taking notes and, and looking through the, reading through the, and listening through the three steps, so it, it's, to me, it's like the process is an activation of your faith. Um, mm. Like, what would you say to someone whose faith is has has grown kind of weary and i know you gave us some practical you know applications about like retraining the way we think um to to get yourself to start to to believe the things that god says about you but like what if what would you say to a mom who you know she knows that she knows that she knows she loves the lord and she's just fighting a battle and she's 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 trying to figure out to go through this process of living um in her purpose at but she's just grown, like, kind of tired. You know what? It happens. We, we grow weary, and we're like, Lord, this yoke is too heavy. I'm not exactly sure what direction I'm going in. It seems like, you know, everything is, is coming against me. 
Um, and that's why it's so important to put on that armor of God uh, and to have some type of foundation. Again, I can't stress how important it is to surround yourself with a positive people. I know a lot of people say, you know, Facebook is, you know, uh, it's so negative and this and that. And I'm like, I don't know who you got on your, your friend request, but my timeline is positive. I'm always seeing some type of scripture or something positive or, or what have you. So it's about doing that positive, just taking those first steps, but also giving ourselves permission that it's okay to be in this mode right now, but just don't stay there. So many times we, we, get, we feel guilty and shame. We don't want to give ourselves permission as moms to feel a certain way. And again, the devil uses that guilt and shame to, uh, to plant those seeds of doubt. So I think it's a matter of giving ourselves permission, but also acknowledging, you know what, this is what I experienced. This is what I've gone through. So when I went through my abusive relationship and finally got out of it, I, ha- I discovered a journey of healing. And many times as moms, we have to go through that journey of healing. So the first step was acknowledging because denial feeds dysfunction. So the longer that I would deny that I wasn't in this abusive relationship, it still had, a, had me shackled. Then the next phase was restoring my broken soul because for so long I had this person that confessed that they loved me, treat me, um, in a way that was not very pleasant. So I would look myself in the mirror every morning and say, Jennifer, you are beautiful. Jennifer, you are worthy. Jennifer, you are worthy of love. Jennifer, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So I had to restore myself. And then the third and hardest phase is forgiving. And that took me the longest, but I forgave myself. I forgave my parents because I'm like, they were the adults. Why didn't they give me the information I needed to go through this life? And then eventually I have forgiven my uh, uh, abuser. I didn't reach out to him and say, hey, I forgive you, um, but I put it in my mind and my heart. So whatever the mom who is listening to this, whoever is listening to this, give yourself permission to be. I truly believe that that will help a person move forward. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, and I that's just awesome. To, yeah, that, that was awesome. I'm, Ryan, I think, I thank you for asking that question, too, because I've been there so many times, and I find myself trying to rush out of it. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I feel stuck, or I feel mm-hmm. weary, or I feel like, oh, I don't know where I'm going next, and I just... I get frustrated at myself for even being in that place. I'm like, oh, like you're saying, like, I know God. I know he's awesome. Like, why am I here? And when you said, like, give yourself permission to feel, um, that was so freeing because it's like you don't have to run away, you know, from your feelings and try to make conjure up some uh, fake thing that makes you feel better because most likely you're going to end up doing something, you're going to rush into something, Right. But, like, giving yourself the permission to feel, figure out why you're feeling weary instead of saying, 
shame, shame on me for feeling this way. Like, why am I feeling this way? And then give yourself the space and time to heal from whatever it is. Because, you know, I think that as moms, we take so many blows. Um, and, and just people in general take a lot of blows throughout life that we never actually heal from. And that weariness sometimes is a combination or a culmination of all of that stuff. Um, and our, our minds and emotions are trying to tell us, hey, wait, stop, pause, you know, you need some attention to this brokenness that's going on, and that's why you're here. So that was really powerful. Thank you so much Absolutely. for asking that and sharing that. That was awesome. Oh, Miss Jennifer, you have me so messed up. I mean, like, denial feeds dysfunction. I don't know where to start because I've been typing in my phone every time you say something. I'm like, oh, that's another point. Oh, that's another one because you have said so many amazing things. And the questions that Ryan and Donnie asked were phenomenal, and I'm just like, oh, so much. So I think the place where I'll try to ask a question that maybe hasn't been asked is where you said put in the sweat equity. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You said that, and I was like a bull trying to bust out the pen because I'm like, okay, let me get to working. What do I need to do? What I, you know, what do I need to do? And a lot of times as moms and women, we're so busy, like we're ready to roll our sleeves up, and we already have a ton on our plate, and we just go. You know, we just we just take off. We add on more because things have to get done, and who's going to do it if we don't do it? So then, as we just mentioned, you find yourself burnt out, or you're like, where do I have enough time? I know this this thing that, you know, God wants me to do, but how do I make it happen? So what do you say to the woman, uh, woman mom, you know, who is like, oh, my gosh, my plate's already full. My cup is beyond running over. Like, I need a tub <laughs> or a seat. But I know there's a purpose there, and I'm trying to find the time to do it and sleep and think and eat. And, you know, because it's just like there's only 24 hours in a day. So how do they find the time to, like, put in that sweat equity? Because it does require it, for sure. I would encourage what I started doing is, number one, remove the pride. Because when we are not delegating or asking for help, and I am so guilty of this because we want to be super mom, super entrepreneur. And, if, you know, I believe, you know, if God called me to this, then this is my burden alone to bear. But that's not true. Even Moses had his, you know, Aaron, you know, had people raising his arms up when he wasn't able to do so. You know, even God sent somebody to speak for him because he said, you know, he had stuttering. He has speech impediments and everything. So God is placing people in our lives. We just need to take the scales from our eyes, let them fall, and recognize it. But we are in this mindset that if we don't do it, then it doesn't get done right. But what we're doing is we are not teaching our our, our children or whoever, hey, this is how we, how it should be done. <clears throat> but then again, we also need to foster that creativity. So we have to remove that pride and to say, I can't do it all. So I'm not a person that I put my schedules in my phone unless I need to be somewhere or do something at a particular time. I have a paper calendar. I guess I'm old school. But in my to-do list, I have, okay, need to look for a venue in this location. I need to call this person. I need to submit this email to this person. And so that way as I'm, 
uh, I'm able to check it off. So there's nothing wrong with having a daily checklist and giving yourself, I'm going to work eight hours. And if I need to do phone calls, this is how much time I need to allot. Now, obviously, things happen. Phone calls take longer. Errands take longer or what have you. But I think that to-do list to help get organized and prioritized is very helpful. And then put in their self-care, whether it's a 10-minute nap when the children lay down, whether it's going to get your nails done, hair done, uh, putting in that massage once every three months, whatever that self-care is, it needs to be in there because we will burn out. Or God will put us in a timeout. You ever notice when uh, you normally don't get sick and then all of a sudden you get sick and you're hit hard to where you are in the bed and can't do anything? That's God putting mm-hmm. us in a timeout. So I truly believe that mapping out our day, what is priority number one that needs, you know, needs to get done within the next 48 hours? What can be pushed to the end of the month or to the middle of the month and work it that way? Because not everything is on fire. We create that fire because we've got to hurry up and rush and get it done. Does that make sense or, or did I miss the question? Oh, no, ma'am. You nailed the question to the wall um, because <laughs> I want to say what you said again. Because you nailed it. Okay. To the wall. Okay. You said get rid of pride. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I say it again. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to give you a quick testimony to let you know you hit that so hard because Dominique and Ryan know we had a chat going and we kind of talked about this a little bit, which is awesome, prior to us getting on the phone with you. And the thing God showed me, because when Dominique asked us a question like, hey, guys, you know, what is holding you back from certain things? And I saw, like, she listed some things, fear, anxiety, and I was proud. I said, God, I know it can't be pride because, I mean, I'm not proud. That's not true because you just defined something that is that just threw me off my feet, and that is I can be prideful when I decide I don't need to ask for help. Mm-hmm. I'll do it myself. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so many women, you feel their strength in doing it yourself. You know, yep. you feel you're strong when you can walk in and if someone asks you how you doing, I'm doing great, and you wrap off 25 things you did in two hours that makes no sense. Right. Because you shouldn't even be standing up after you said that. You know, and it's not, we, we need help. It's nothing wrong with asking for help. Like, you know, the um, society has really twisted it and made us feel that we're weak when we have to ask for assistance and help. And that's not true. And so you nailed it because that right there, I'm t- I'm, it was absolutely spot on. It was profound. It was like you could have said, Jernice, here's the answer that God told you four days ago, but since you need to hear it again, here you go. So, yes, ma'am. That was all <laughs> to God. Glory be to God for answering that prayer. And like I said, I've been in I've been in that situation when God called me to this conference, Unstoppable You. I thought I had to do it all on my own, and I was succeeding at certain things, but I didn't have the skill set for everything. And I'm wondering, God, you called me to this. Why is it so hard? And, he, you know, he had to get me to my point where, 
you are not, people are saying, Jennifer, do you need anything? And you're telling them no, but that's false. That's not true. Mm. You mm. do. And even Jesus, even though he had the skill to go and evangelize and, and spread the good news, he surrounded himself with his homeboys and girls to be like, you take this region, you take this region, you do this, you do that. Mm-hmm. That delegation. Because what's going to be? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's removing that pride. Ooh. Y'all, this has been so powerful, and I know that we have to get ready um, to go, but I don't want to. <laughs> and uh, this has been so awesome. And I'll be honest, Jennifer and Janice, you guys are asking some awesome questions. Janice, I'm so grateful that you asked that question. And Jennifer, as you were talking, I was kind of like examining myself. Now, to be honest, I was examining myself. There have definitely been times in the recent, not not too far off uh, past, where I was, like, so burnt out, and I was like, yo, I can't do not one more thing, and I felt the unction of the Lord to do something else, and I was like, God, I can't do not one more thing. And as you were talking, God was showing me there's two reasons that you're burning out. Number one um, is that you're not asking for help, and number two is that you're not saying no. And so, and both of them, like you said, they both stem from pride. And where does pride come from? Pride is some type of barrier that we've created for ourselves when um, to protect ourselves. It's usually we use it as a protection mechanism so nobody sees our faults and flaws, nobody sees the broken areas, nobody sees the, the areas where we're not um, – where we're insecure and nobody sees all that's going on behind. And like what your niece was saying, it's like, we'll, we'll say, oh, I did this, I accomplished this, 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 and this. And it's like a badge of honor. And it really is unhealthy what we are bragging about, but it is another mechanism that we use to cover ourselves up. And I think that you did such an amazing job and hit the nail on the head and said, let's call it what it is. Like, Let's not beat around the bush and be like, oh, well, no, it's pride. And generally it's covering up some type of brokenness. It's covering up something. Why? Why? Why is this happening? And I think it's such a great point of introspection for a lot of moms that are going to be listening to this podcast, for a lot of moms that are going to um, be having the discussion in the Facebook group, is really, okay, I'm noticing that I'm burning out. I'm noticing that the reason I'm burning out is because I'm not delegating and that I'm not, um, I'm not saying no. And that is not living an abundant life. Mm-hmm. And the life that I'm living right now, and I just feel like this is for someone that's going to be li- listening. So you know that the life that you're living right now, you cannot keep this up. You cannot keep doing this for years on end. The amount of fatigue and tired and the amount that you are not fulfilling your God-given passions because you won't say no and because, and because you, won't, you won't allow people to help you. And God is literally saying, and I don't know why this is such a passion right now, so whoever you are listening, God is literally saying, I need you. I need you to strip down in front of me. God says, I need you to get so vulnerable with me so that I can heal you so that you no longer have to use this pride to cover yourself up 
so that you will be so confident in who I created you to be that you will step out and you will know that by me asking for help and by me saying no does not in any way negate who I am. It does not in any way strip my identity. It does not make me less than. It does not make me unworthy. And God says, I want to get you to a place where you're healed, whole, completely delivered, where you can ask for help and you can say no. And you will still know that you are still my daughter and you are still who I called you to be, whether you have a whole bunch of people helping you and you said no to a whole bunch of people. It doesn't matter, like Jennifer was saying, you've got to know you. And I love that you put it in that order, Jennifer, because I believe that someone listening, maybe it's one of us here on this line, God is like, you've got to know you. You've got to know your worth. You've got to know you. And that's why you're burning out, and that's why there's so much pride, because you're trying to cover up the fact that you are not really quite sure who you are, and God wants to show you who that is today. So, Jennifer, I'm just, can we talk forever? Like, do we have to go? I don't want to go. I'll come back every time you ladies have me back. Again, it was an honor. Thank you so much for all that you do. I'm always watching in the, the post, and I may not comment all the time, but I, I see the, the diligence and the obedience and the hard work that you ladies are putting out in the group, and it means a lot. And, again, so you all are pouring into me, whether you believe it or not. So I'm able to do those, what it looks like, million things that I, I think I'm doing. But, again, <laughs> you are contributing to my success. Mm-hmm. through, you know, through Jesus Christ. So thank you, ladies. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank wow, you so this has been an awesome conversation, and I know um, that it's time to wrap up, but I'm really excited to tell each and every one of you that is listening that if you heard any juiciness, if you want to get some of the links to be able to connect with Jennifer, if you want to um, just connect with her more and find out more about what she's doing, um, just look in the show notes right here attached to wherever you're listening to the podcast, whether you're listening to it through iTunes or you're listening to it on SoundCloud or you're listening to it through our website, wherever you are or our app, there will be show notes. And in those show notes, you'll be able to access Jennifer's website um, and you'll be able to get all of her social media links as well. And then you'll also be able to get information on her book um, that we talked a little bit about um, we talked a little bit about earlier, but I want to make sure that you remember that you can get that information in the show notes. And we want to keep to our promise and let you know a little bit more about where you can get your Bible study toolkit so you can jump into the Bible study with us. You can get that Bible study toolkit at www.faithmamas.com forward slash Bible study toolkit. And we definitely want to take the time to thank our sponsors of Guys, listen, we couldn't do this without you. So for each and every person who has been a sponsor uh, with Faith Mamas, we appreciate you. We thank you for helping us to uh, spread the love of Christ through what we're doing through Faith Mamas. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor, please go to www.faithmamas.com slash sponsor, and you can sign up there. And, again, thank you so much to our guest, Jennifer Foxworthy. We're so grateful to have you on today and um, we definitely know that there are going to be so many lives changed and and women set free from the lesson that you provided us with today and we thank you again so much. You're very welcome. Thank you so much.
Now, before we close, I'm going to ask Jennifer, would you mind praying us out this evening? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Father, Father God, we come humbly to your throne in knowing that you are almighty and amazing, and uh, you have gifted us with so much. Um, and we're, we're just so grateful uh, for the life that you've given us and where you're taking us, O Lord. I pray that um, you put a hedge of protection around these beautiful ladies and their families and all that they're doing. Let no weapon formed against them shall prosper. And let them put their head on the pillow tonight in peace and have joy within and um, know that you are working it all out for their good. I pray that whoever listens to the podcast, that they get something uh, from it, that the Holy Spirit convicts them in such a mighty way that they move forward to walk in their purpose and create the legacy that you desire from them, O oh Lord, and uh, above all, to uh, surround themselves with positive people and to reduce those or get rid of any clutter or anything that is keeping them shackled and strangled to the strongholds of what the devil uh, wants them because he delights in the dysfunctional of the world. But it's 2019, and we serve a good God. So thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this podcast, and thank you for all those who support. In Jesus' name, amen.